Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Today. The Suns have begun the season red hot. The Angels, did they get their ace? And how can the College Football Playoff Committee learn from the NFL? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and biggest debates in sports. You're Locked On Today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. The Warriors are the talk of the NBA, and rightfully so. Steph Curry is the favorite right now to be MVP. They are sitting atop the entire league standings, but the Western Conference defending champions, the Phoenix Suns, are winners of nine straight. Just going about their business, winning basketball games. Joining me now from Locked on Suns, Brendan Clean. And Brendan, this is a team that if I were going to put money on it right now, I would take Phoenix's odds to come out of the West right now because they seem like they have missed exactly zero beats since losing in the NBA Finals. I think they're right where they want to be. Uh, You know, overlooked a little bit. You don't hear a lot of chatter about this team. You don't get a lot of discussion about their odds or where they sit in the league or any of that. And I think that's for the best because, look, they were very let down by that finals loss. Do not get me wrong. And I think that's driving the cohesion that we're seeing. They just wanted to get back to work. And it makes you wonder if Devin Booker didn't get COVID-19 before the season, they might've started even hotter. They were one and three to open the, that first week was rough and they've won nine straight since. So their offense is still out of the top 10. The defense is coming along a little bit more quickly and they're getting healthy again. Deandre Ayton missed a few games. He's back. So uh, they're clicking and obviously there's a long way to go, but they are probably pretty pleased with where they're sitting right now. Yeah, and there, you know, there were some excuses that some other fan bases made about why the Suns were in the finals. It seems like that might be part of what could be driving them here a little bit as well. But do you see some of the improvements that you felt like they needed to make just internally because the roster is not wildly different in terms of the player development piece of this that will allow them to take that proverbial next step? Yeah, I think it's a work in progress. I mean, you're definitely seeing a version of Chris Paul that is more calm and comfortable and confident. I mean, this is a team that people might not remember started nine and nine last season. Mm. They were uh, not great out of the gates. Devin Booker and Chris Paul were very good when one was on the floor. Not so good when both were on the floor. That's flipped already this season. They've been excellent when both guys share the court together. Um, Devin Booker, again, the COVID situation, he has not made shots quite yet. He has started to open up the playmaking a little bit more. They're letting letting him handle the offense, which is obviously a much-needed um, development. And then Mikhail Bridges has really been the, the story of the season. His usage is up. He's doing a little more with the ball. His defense continues to get better. He's entering his prime, just signed a new extension. So those checkpoints are there. There's obviously the DeAndre Ayton situation looming, no extension for him prior to the season. He's been inconsistent and then injured. So I think he's sort of the piece that you want to see over the next couple of months really click, maybe get some more offense going on his part, and then this this team will feel like a little bit more uh, you know, balanced and dynamic than it may have been in the finals last year. Follow Locked on Suns for more about some hot hoops. It's always hot in Phoenix. Coming up, the Angels likely have the best player in the league, whether you're talking about Mike Trout or Shohei Otani. And now their front office is trying to add some help on the bump with Noah Syndergaard. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. 
The Warriors took the Nets and the Barclays Center by storm. Doug Norrie locked on Nets coming at you here following a Brooklyn Nets loss 117-99 to the hands of the Golden State Warriors. Steph Curry puts on an absolute clinic against Brooklyn. 37 points, 7 rebounds, 5 assists in just 29 minutes. Brooklyn struggled to get anything going at either end. Couldn't stop anybody on defense. Uh, Warriors spread them out all day long. And on offensive end, Kevin Durant chose this night to have a little shooting regression uh, off his MVP-like season. It'll happen, but this was a tough one to watch front to back. Chanting MVP for a road player is wild, wild stuff. The Panthers remembered how to win at home as they took down the Islanders on Tuesday. What is up, guys? This is Armando Velez from the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. And the Florida Panthers have defeated the New York Islanders by a final score of 6-1. to In their two matchups this season, the Florida Panthers have now outscored the New York Islanders 11-2 in their two matchups this season. This was a game where the Florida Panthers just got dominated, that they dominated the opposition very early. Something that I spoke about earlier today is like, if you get a multiple score lead against this New York Islanders team early, you could put the game away early. And the Florida Panthers did just that with uh, goals by... Booby, Lomberg, Verhage, and Hornquist in the first period, and they were able to get Ilya Sorokin out of the game after the first period. And for the New York Islanders, this is their last game of the 13-game road trip, so for them, they couldn't be happier to get back to their home arena and their home fans as well. The Cavaliers already down one important player, maybe without rookie phenom Evan Mobley for a bit. Hey everyone, Evan Damerl here, co-host of Locked On Cavs with a very unfortunate Locked On Now update. The injuries keep coming for the Cavaliers and their biggest of all so far has finally hit them with star rookie Evan Mobley sidelined for the next two to four weeks with a right elbow sprain. All things considered, it's the best possible outcome for Mobley, but the Cavaliers are about to enter a buzzsaw of their schedule, playing the Brooklyn Nets twice, the Golden State Warriors, the Phoenix Suns, the Utah Jazz, and plenty of other high-quality teams over the next coming games. It's a tried-and-true sports cliche. The Cavaliers are really going to have to embrace the next-man-up mantra as Darius Garland, Ricky Rubio, and hopefully Kevin Love try to hold back these opponents while they're missing Darius Garland, Jared Allen, Evan Mobley, Lowry Marketed, and even Lamar Stevens, the heart and soul of this team. And Duke is dealing with two players embroiled in legal troubles. Michael Savarino, grandson of Coach K, was arrested early Sunday morning on DWI charges. In the car with him was prospective top pick in the upcoming NBA draft, Paolo Bancaro, who was charged with aiding and abetting DUI, cited in release. Bancaro was in the starting lineup for the Blue Devils' 40-point beatdown of Gardner-Webb on Tuesday. Sounds like they really needed him to be there. That's what happened last night. Here's what to look for coming up on betonline.ag, your number one spot for all your pro and college football action this season. Here are some hoop lines to watch out for on BetOnline. The Celtics head south to take on the Hawks. BetOnline likes Atlanta by four points in this one. Tom Izzo and Michigan State are on the road in Indianapolis to take on Butler. BetOnline thinks this is going to be a close game, but still favors the road Spartans by two and a half. And a couple of mid-majors square off in Missouri State and Sam Houston State. The Battle of the States. The line on this also favors the away team as BetOnline likes Missouri State by 
Four, for all your gambling needs, betonline.ag has you covered. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use your promo code Locked On to receive that bonus. Here is another story you need to know. The Angels acquire Thor. It sounds like something out of mythology, but it is also something out of baseball. Noah Syndergaard and the LA Angels agreeing to a one-year $21 million deal in one of the first big splashes of the hot stove season. Joining me now from Locked on Angels, Steve Granado. And Steve, this is one of those things where the, the name is going to jump off the page, but Noah Syndergaard has not really been a high-impact player since 2017, 2018. I I am pretty dubious that this this is going to be a big time deal here. Sell me on it. The upside is what everything everybody is looking at. It's the upside, right? The upside is Cy Young. Like this isn't upside like oh number two or a number three. No, this is upside <laughs> Cy Young, dude. Like this is legit. So that's where the Angels are coming at. Um, and I think the big sticking point for me here is. Something that I'm not unique in saying here, but for Angels fans today who are reading the news, who woke up to the news this morning because it happened at like 7.05 West Coast time, I woke up to it on my phone at 6.50 and went, whoa, what? What's happening? (laughs) Every every Angels fan today went, oh, finally, (laughs) like finally, I mean, Garrett Cole, we missed out on. Strasburg resigns. I mean, time and time and time again, the amount of the Tim Lincecums, the Jesse Chavez's, Julio Tehran, Dylan Bundy, Alex. I mean, like over and over and over. I mean, it's Groundhog Day again. You know, that's what it has felt like for Angels. And so, what I talk about on on Wednesday's Lockdown Angels is, dude, even if it doesn't work out today, we feel better. You know, at least today, you know, it's hard to be happy in this world and it's hard to be in happy Angels fans a lot of time. So today feel better. At least they're trying. And and the thing about it is, and I don't, you know, I don't mean to be overly cynical about it, but the, the true uh, point of this is it's hard to be much worse than the Angels were in terms of their starting pitching last year. So if he's even just like, 85% of what we've seen, he he has some of the nastiest stuff in baseball. If he's just someone that can that can eat up innings and, and have a couple good games here and there, that's really an upgrade over what they had last year. Yeah. Give me 150 innings and I'm 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 cool. Like, just give me 150 <laughs> right. innings, like 25 starts, like I'm cool. I'm cool. We just need to eat innings. And that's why I'm still pitching go get Marcus Stroman, which I know, super unique take. But uh <laughs> But like, yeah, I mean, that's an innings eater, right? Like he's going to get you 200 plus innings. Like if we can get like 100 to 150 out of Thor, dude, like that just changes everything. It just changes everything. Even if he has to skip a start here and there because he's not used to the workload right now. And, you know, he's he might get injured. You know, Anybody can get injured at any time. It doesn't like people who are going like, this is such a huge risk. I'm like, well, anybody's a risk, dude. It's 162 games. Like anything's a risk. So why not risk it on a guy that can maybe contend for a Cy Young? Follow Locked on Angels for more offseason storylines coming up. The college football playoff committee is under fire for how they handle the selection process. Jay Crawford weighs in and how the NFL can teach them how to fix this. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. And if you haven't tried one, you're missing out. 
They say it's a protein bar, but it does not taste like one. You have to try it to believe it. Most protein bars are chalky or waxy or just difficult to, to eat, to want to eat. Built Bars are different. They're soft. They're covered in 100% real chocolate. And when you bite into it, you know you're eating something different. It's just different. You know it when you taste it. But they're low carb, low calorie, low fat, low sugar, and high in protein. So you're eating something delicious and you don't have to feel bad about it. In fact, you can feel good because you're fueling your body the right way and it tastes great. And there's flavors for everyone. Salted caramel, double chocolate. I love the coconut brownie. All the coconut flavors slap real hard. And this month, Built is coming out with new limited time flavors every three to four days. So check the website often. You don't want to miss out. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Agree or disagree? This is the Q of the Day. Locked On's Jay Crawford has some thoughts on the college football playoff and why they can learn a few things from the NFL's way of doing things. I'm sure you've noticed in the NFL, but this year more than any other, the league really is a week-to-week league. We saw that when the Jags beat the Bills and the Ravens beat the Dolphins. There's been dozens of NFL shockers this year. I bring this up not to complain, just to make a point. Somehow on any given Sunday, the bottom of the league can stand up and punch the top of the league in the mouth. And I think that's a good thing. That's the way it's supposed to be. And I guarantee you that will make for a great December and January. The teams we thought two weeks ago were the powerhouses, Arizona, Baltimore, the Bills, all of those teams, they've suffered WTF losses in the last two weeks. It will all sort itself out in December and January, and they'll decide their champion on the field the way it should be. Compare that to the absolute absurdity of Division I college football, where they have four times the number of teams, but only four of those teams will make the playoffs, and those will be decided by humans. So let's recap. 32 NFL teams, almost half the league, 14, will make the playoffs, and they'll play it out on the field. In Division I FBS, there's 129 teams, and four of those, selected by humans with undoubted bias, will get a chance to play in the playoffs. You'll have three games. And by the way, those three games won't begin until three weeks after the regular season. That is absurd. I have a solution. There's 11 conferences in FBS football. Win your conference championship game, you get an automatic bid to a 16-team tournament. There's five at-large bids. That would make the case for the teams that are powerhouses that had a great regular season but somehow lost in their conference championship game. You get 16 teams, You throw them into a tournament. You can play it and end the season at the same time because you don't take three weeks off before you start your playoffs. It's really quite simple, and it's about time we get that done. That's my take. I'm Jay Crawford. I'm with Jay on this part. Expand college football's playoff. That is a simple, simple solution to a lot of problems that they have. But I'll also caution him and anyone who wants a monster playoff. 16 teams strikes me as way too many. The NFL playoff is diluted. It is diluted. Wildcard weekend is not everyone's favorite weekend. It's the divisional round when the teams are actually good. And now with seven teams in each conference getting in, there are going to be 500 and below 500 teams who get in the playoffs. That is not the spirit of the playoffs. The playoffs not about chaos. It's about the best teams playing. And we see this all the time. The volatility, in my opinion, not always great. 
And we see this in the NCAA tournament all the time. That Cinderella story. They come out and they get to the Elite Eight. And then all of a sudden they play a real team and they get demolished. And we get two or three games that are just bad because a team that got hot and won a couple games, now they have to play against the big boys. That same thing is going to happen in the college football playoff. I'm telling you. And yes, there's going to be upsets. Boise State is going to beat Oklahoma. That's going to happen. But... For every Boise State game when they beat Oklahoma, there's going to be 10 games where Boise State upsets Oklahoma and then gets destroyed by Georgia the next week, and it's not going to be an entertaining game. Whereas if you had more of the best teams and only the best teams, let's say an eight-team playoff where you have not diluted the talent pool, that puts you in that sweet spot of the best teams plus a little volatility, enough volatility that you're not excluding really good teams. You go to 16, there's going to be two, three, even four lost teams in the playoff. I'm just not about that. And finally, there had never been an American League skipper to win manager of the year in back-to-back seasons until now. Rays manager Kevin Cash was named AL manager of the year for the second straight year on Tuesday. He's just the second manager ever to do it. The first being Bobby Cox for the 2004 and 2005 Braves. That's wrong. I shouldn't be Cash said, I'm being compared to Cox, but saying that, it's incredibly humbling. Ironic that a team that spends so little cash gets so much out of a guy named Cash. Speaking of cash, thanks for making Locked On Today your first listen of the day, but now that you've got the news, go make some money. Make your second listen Locked On Bets. Download and subscribe free and available on all platforms coming up Thursday. Week 11 gets started off with arguably the best team in the AFC, the Patriots facing the Falcons. So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today.